Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. few verses in chapter 9, beginning with verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people, upon thy holy uh, city, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Now, this passage of scripture is one of the most important prophetic scriptures in the Bible, uh, as far as an outline, it, it begins with uh, Daniel in uh, captivity and takes in the history until the uh, judgment upon the beast and upon the false prophet and if there uh, and the king of the north if he is different uh, from uh, the beast. He, and he, and it's possible that there are three great workers in the end time. But, uh, now this passage, uh, 70 weeks. In the Hebrew, it's 70 heptads. 70 sevens. It could be 70 sevens of anything. It could be 70, uh, uh, days. 70 years. 70 millenniums as far as the word is concerned. So it takes a context to determine whether it's a, a day of 24 hours, or if it's a, a week of months, or a week of years, or a week uh, uh, of weeks. Now, you see, the Jews had uh, a seven years uh, a calendar, uh, a seven-year uh, calendar based on uh, their jubilee. That's what came up to the every seven years, they let the land rest. Uh, so, if you say this is uh, to find out uh, which is the proper uh, term, whether it be days, 70 days, weeks of days, ordinary days, or whether it's uh, 70 weeks of uh, days or months or years, where well, you just apply it to the context, to what it, it said. It tells us here that from tells the time when this period begins from the commandment, see, in verse 25, from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks, threescore and two weeks. All right, seven weeks and 32 weeks. That's, uh, uh, so that makes, uh, 49, uh, uh, 49 weeks, 62 weeks, and seven weeks, you see, uh, is 49 weeks. Now then, 49 weeks must transpire uh, at the coming, or at the ministry, or at the time of the Messiah. Not his death, but sometime, either at his birth, public ministry, or his uh, entry into Jerusalem, or to some event in his life. Because it says, unto, see, the Messiah shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. 
So you add the 62 and the 7 together, and you make 69 weeks, or 483 days. Well, that wouldn't work because it was over 400 years, don't you see? All right, if you make it uh, uh, months, well, that wouldn't work for the same basis. So uh, if you make it the 70 weeks of 70 years, see, 70 weeks of years, one week equal seven years. Seven times 70 is 490. So if you date 490 years, start adding uh, from uh, uh, the time the commandment went forth to build and restore Jerusalem. Uh, and I re- pointed out that there were four decrees, four commandments to uh, from uh, uh, the king, from Cyrus, Darius, and Xerxes. All right, uh, Cyrus gave his decree, first decree, in 536. All right, if you take the, you take 536 BC, 536 years before Christ, plus the 32 years of Christ, his ministry, don't you see? Well, uh, you'd have too many years. It's 490 something. See the 490 days, or it's 490 seven day weeks, okay, uh, a week of days, or it's a week of years. So, uh, uh, that that starting period is not right regardless of where you place it, see? Because you haven't got the 490 years for this to take place in. And, uh, alright, then the decree of Darius was simply a verification and a confirmation of the decree of Artaxerxes. Well, he gave two at uh, two times. Well, uh, uh, that is Xerxes, uh, seventh year and the twentieth year. Well, according to Nehemiah, the second chapter, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes, which was, uh, and can be proven by history just as easy as you can prove when uh, Abraham Lincoln was elected president, which was 445 B.C., well, then you take 445 plus 32 years, you see, and then take the days of the month, and then the difference because the days, uh, the biblical month, and the biblical uh, 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 biblical month was three uh, 30 days. A year was 360 days. So when you uh, manipulate uh, the uh, the days and add them up. Uh, from the calendar, well, regardless of whether man uh, believes this prophecy or not, he gets he gets within uh, one man wrote a book, The Common Prince, by uh, Sir uh, what was his name, Lord uh, Anderson. Uh, yeah, uh, he he wrote a uh, a book and uh, uh, proved that it was that G- if you take Jesus. This point here, onto the Messiah, which is his entry into Jerusalem, he's got it to the day. And as far as I know, uh, there have been books challenged, uh, scientists and uh, other uh, religious uh, students of chronology to, uh, to challenge his where he's wrong. And so far, I, I've 
uh, never heard of it being proved wrong. I've heard it questioned uh, a time or two and think that there might be a mistake. But regardless of their position, they'll admit that uh, this man has calculated it uh, to within um, uh, less than a month of the time that uh, of the time of Christ's ministry, see. And most of them will admit that it's to the day. Uh, Dr. Criswell, uh, First Baptist Dallas, uh, he admits that, uh, I mean, he's had, uh, he hired men, uh, mathematicians and, and uh, astronomers and so on that deal in this type of business uh, to make a study of that. And uh, they they didn't find uh, the comment the book the work in the common prints. Uh, they couldn't find any flaw in it. And other uh, men before they accepted it had uh, uh, had people to make a thorough study uh, on on the days. So regardless, uh, without getting into the technicalities of it, uh, we know that uh, four hundred and forty five. Plus 32 gets us pretty close to 483. See, it's got to be 483 years if it's to the day, to the day. Okay. And that gives you 476. So you're, you're within, uh, just, uh, uh, less than a half dozen years of, of that period. So it's close enough so that a man wouldn't know exactly the day that it occurred. And yet it's close enough to, to know you that Daniel was knew what he was talking about. That is, the vision that that God gave Daniel, uh, and that's one of the reasons uh, why the uh, the people uh, the uh, the critics want to do away with this with Daniel as a prophecy because it's too it's too accurate. Well, then it says. Uh, uh, during this period of time now, the uh, the walls, uh, the temple, Jerusalem, would be built. And it would... In 400 years? Yeah, uh, well, during these 62 periods. Well, but we find out, you see, that it was seven weeks. Now, notice, he, he breaks these 70 weeks into a period of seven, 62, and one. And that totals to 70. So... Uh, the, uh, we know that the, uh, the temple was built, it took 49 years to build a temple. See? Uh, so that's the seven, that's the first, uh, seven weeks. Seven times seven is 49. So, uh, that's when the temple was rebuilt, the walls rebuilt. Nehemiah, Nehemiah never had been in Jerusalem as, uh, he was born in, in Babylon. And word came to him, his brothers came down there and told him, he said, uh, the city is in, in, in shambles. And well, he got permission then to go up to see about it. And he stayed up there and that night, you know, he took a midnight ride to Paul Revere and he went all the way around that thing and he, and he viewed the temple. Well, so he built the walls. And uh, of course there was a lot of trouble, uh, but it was in troublous times, see. Uh, now here, now that's prophecy. Now it says, and after three score and two weeks. See? That is, after the three score and two weeks plus the seven weeks, seven weeks had expired first, and then after the 32, see, uh, 62, uh, which was after 69 weeks, 
the Messiah shall be cut off. Now, he wasn't cut off in the 69th week. See, it expired. Unto the Messiah was the, was the terminal point of the 69 weeks. Unto the Messiah. See, whatever day, whether that was a triumphal entry, and apparently that's correct, see, or it is baptism, as some say, uh, regardless of which, see, you're within uh, months of the same de- uh, termination point. All right? <laughs> now, but after the 69th week, shall the Messiah be cut off and have nothing? Uh, that is, have no kingdom. He'd have no, uh, see, he's been talking about this man, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the Medes and Persians, and the Grecians, Alexander, that uh, these had kingdoms, and then this one uh, took the kingdom from that man, and so on. But when, but now, and they, and he tells us that when they waxed great, why well, then they was cut out, see. Alright, now then here you have the cutting off of, of Jesus, the Messiah, but he didn't have any kingdom. See, he, he didn't, he didn't, uh, crush the Roman kingdom. It didn't come, become subject to it. Alright? Then, uh, now this shows you now that we're in a period here. After the 69th, but now, uh, to show you that the 70th week uh, hadn't started, now this is a pivotal point. And this is where uh, Amalelis will make fun of you studying the Bible like we're studying here now. But now notice, it says, after 69 weeks shall the Messiah be cut off. And then what will happen? The people of the prince that shall come uh, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Now, when was that done? Thirty-eight years after Jesus was crucified. The Romans, you talking about? Yeah. See, now this is the Romans, the people. Now, it didn't say the prince destroyed the not city. For himself, that means for others. He, he, you know. Well, oh, not now. That's talking about Christ. Apparently, the Messiah shall be cut off, and not for himself. That is, he had nothing for himself. Uh, the, the Hebrew says, and shall have nothing. Uh, but now, if you want to take this evangelically, uh, he was crucified, not for himself, but for others. See, just like Caiaphas prophesied. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong making an application of that, because that's biblical truth. But the point is, I don't think that that's the main, that that's the interpretation here. Because... Uh, he had no kingdom. He's talking about, this thing is talking about kingdom. All the way through here, we've been talking, uh, uh the, the dreams, the visions, and, uh, the history has been the establishing of a kingdom, the destroying of a kingdom, it's ter- uh, terminating, and then the origination of another kingdom, and so on, see, from the Babylonians, to the Medes and Persians, to the Grecians, to the Romans, and then in the days of uh, the feet of that fourth uh, image, you see, and the fourth, uh, there was ten kings. Now, it was in that period when the stone smote, see, and became, uh, crushed the image. Well, now, that image was political power. That image was civilization, was world rule, you see, in all of its, uh, but under different uh, nation, uh, different nations and rulers. 
Now, to show that the one week hadn't started, uh, Jerusalem was destroyed 38 years after Jesus died. So, uh, uh, and, and he, this distinctly points out his crucifixion. So the weeks did not run consecutively. See? One follow each other just in uh, uh, mathematical order. Why? Because you've only got one week, which is seven years. This had to be done in seven years. Or he's talking about something that's not in the realm of this prophecy. So, uh, 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 the, the first thing that occurred was after the 69 weeks now, was the crucifixion. 38 years later, the destruction of Jerusalem. Now, what's the next thing? Uh, then, uh, where, uh, the expression here, and the end thereof, now that appears in the King James translation, you'd say that that was the end of the temple, end of the sanctuary in the city. But now, uh, the Hebrew uh, scholars tell us that that could be his end. See, the next thing, the next event, after the destruction of Jerusalem, it says, and his end uh, was with a flood. Talking about these prince. Now notice, uh, uh, and the see, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And his the prince in thereof shall be with a flood. All right, that'll be the with the destruction when the Lord Jesus comes and uh, uh, and the consignment of the two beasts of Revelation 13, into the lake of fire. See, that's the Antichrist. That's this prince that shall come. That's the seven, That's this little horn that we notice in the seventh chapter. Uh, so, uh, so when it says his end shall be with a flood, that, that's a sign of judgment, supernatural judgment. Uh, that's, a, that's God uh, intervening in history, in the affairs of this world, just like he intervened for the flood. Just like he intervened in Sodom and Gomorrah, see, divine act. Just, uh, so, and and unto the end, wars, desolations are continued to the end. All right, now, see when the Antichrist and the, uh, and the false prophet, when they are cast into the lake of fire, that does not end things. According to Revelation, that's when. Uh, that's, uh, the, that just, uh, makes it ready then for, uh, the angel to bind Satan. And Satan then is bound and put in the bottom of the pit immediately, according to, uh, the sequence in Revelation, after the two beasts are cast into the lake of fire. He's put into the bottomless pit and bound for a thousand years. Then he sees thrones. And people, they sat upon them. And then he saw those that were martyred, beheaded. They lived. Who?
who? The ones that sat up on the throne. And the ones that were martyred. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But until the very end, see, there was uh, desolations, there was wars and uh, struggles, and even after the millennium, Satan's loose for a little season. And then he seeks to uh, destroy uh, uh, the people of God. And then it's when he's cast into the lake of fire where the false prophet and the beast, see, where both of them are, were already. But he's not put with them until after the thousand years. The two beasts are put in there before the thousand years begin, before the millennium. So, uh, now, notice verse 27. And he, the prince that shall come, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Now, you see, that this shows that now then he's, uh, the week's beginning now. This shows you when the 70th week began. When he, the prince that shall come, uh, shall confirm the covenant with many. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. Now that shows us that at the beginning of this 70th week, whenever it is, if it's already been past history, well then the man did so by making a covenant with the Jews. And then in the middle of the week, after three and a half years, he broke the covenant and then, uh, according to the rest of the verse, you have abominations and desolations, even unto the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolator. In other words, the judgment show, shows that the war from there on out. Now then, uh, that's the, uh, this is the, uh, what is known as the tribulation period. The, the end time. The times of the end. See, now, when he makes a covenant, now, what this man is going to do, he's going to satisfy the Jews. That's something that uh, nobody's been able to do yet. See. He's going to be able to pacify the whole earth. They're all going to look for him because he's going to have power. You see, and he's going to promise everything in the world, and he'll, uh, and, and there'll be, uh, there'll be peace. And prosperity for a while. And uh, everybody thinks that the, the, the real Messiah has come. But then at the end of the three and a half year period, well, he breaks his covenant, and then according to, uh, in, then in, take up the Lord's words in Matthew 24. Uh, when you see the abomination of desolation, see, spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Aren't we going to read about that in just a minute? And uh, now, Jesus referred uh, to Daniel. Look back to this prophecy, uh, the prophecy of Daniel, and he he points out this period of abomination, desolation. What is it? It's the it's some man going into the temple, see, and bringing in an idol. Abomination in the Bible is a worship of idols, idol worship. And uh, we'll uh, uh, look on that in a, in a moment. Did you pronounce you tell about that right there? 
Yeah, yeah about this. Back to bring into the temple again. Well, yes. Now that, uh, but it has been done in the past. Yeah, but you say it is. But now I'm saying that Jesus looked back to the history. See, to where it had uh, actually occurred, and used that as an illustration, as a type. See, as a figure of the what is going to be in the future. Well, did you say that that don't necessarily demand that the, that the temple be built again as we... No. He wants to know it and be their main worship place. That's right. It'll be, it'll be, religion, it'll be the uh, place of worship everywhere. See? But everybody's not going to go to uh, Jerusalem to worship. Because the world's going to be just like it is. It's not going to lose any of its characteristics as far as its size. Now, there'll be, there's going to be some, uh, there'll be some changes, improvements, certainly. But, uh, as, as far as the earth is concerned, it's here until the end of the millennium. So, just going in here and, uh, doing this, what you're talking about, uh, is that more or less yeah. news now? No. Now, this man right here, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Yeah. Now, that's a prophecy of the end time. That's the Antichrist. That's what he will do. Uh, that's what the beast of Revelation 13 is going to do. Just before Jesus comes back. Now that'll, that'll take place three and a half years before Christ returns. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.